everybody, Ben here for the Bonehead Podcast, and we've got a bit of a mini meta for you. It's not the monthly meta, it's the mini meta, and we've got our sevens correspondent, Stevie, the scientist. How you doing, buddy? You okay? I'm doing very well, thanks, mate. How are you? Very, very, very good. So, what we're going to do today is we are going to have a look at sevens we're going to look and see how teams are performing and how popular they are we've had an absolute monstrous month of sevens content and there has been a monstrous amount of work put in by the scientist our sevens correspondent to basically compile a whole bunch of data so dude thank you so much for coming on um no, no worries thank you for having me wicked to have a, have a chance to have a chat with you again uh, before we go any further you got to do the, the the credit, man. How did you get into Blood Bowl? How long have you been playing Blood Bowl? I've been practicing this. Uh, <laughs> so I first got into Blood Bowl, I think, when I was around 10. My uncle brought it to my local gaming club. Um, I played Norse uh, with an awful build with one re-roll, no Ulf Werners, and 16 players. It, yeah, oh, it was wow. a bad season. <laughs> um, and then I sort of played on and off during uni. Um, and then I went to work in archaeology and you get to listen to a lot of podcasts so side listening to you guys <laughs> and got back into it and the way my mates work we play like a tournament every few months of Warhammer or AOS so I then started we've done a couple of sevens tournaments uh, to get them into it and then in lockdown just smashed out loads of Blood Bowl 2 leagues with them ah uh, yeah well I think during the apocalypse that's what we got our I think that was when we got our Roll20 games in didn't we yeah Oh, ah, yeah. secret teams in sevens. Oh, that was fun. That was outrageous fun. <laughs> it was um, so good. <laughs> that was good way. No, no, no. Ethereals played as well as you think they would. <laughs> they've been um, they've been completely changed. Have you? Yeah. I I don't know how I, I feel about it. I'm not sure either. I thought what they'd do is make the linemen have hands, then the positionals not have hands with the new wraith. But they went. They just added a new type of wraith as well. Yeah. So. It's yeah. interesting. We, I'd love um, to play it. Yeah, we do need to. We need to do some some binging of the secret team league. But you know what? There's just so much blood ball to be played, which uh, is not a bad thing. <laughs> not a bad no, not thing. At all. Not a bad thing at all. Okay, so we've dragged you on here, uh, Stevie, to talk about the work you've been doing with sevens and i'd love you to just talk through i think what i put in the show notes was like the what how and the why uh, yeah. for it and and I, i'm i'm intrigued by this by what you've been doing yeah so basically um when we had 2016 and those sevens it was around the time i think you did your slanesh episode um you spoke about sevens tiers and that got me sort of thinking yeah properly what the tiers should be so i collected the NAF data off the Tableau and then went around looking at people's games that they posted on Facebook um, and any any other sort of data I could find and putting them into a spreadsheet and posted it in our, well, sorry, your Sevens Facebook group. No, no, no. it is the Facebook <laughs> group. It is it is, a, it is a community. So yeah, if, yeah. Um, if you guys are in the Blood Bowl Sevens Facebook group, you will see regular posts um, and it's such good work corralling all the results and I absolutely blew in love seeing when it's when you put the comment out like hey as we've been playing some games and you just have like 
random person 75 be like oh yeah played a few games of this last week this is it's just such a cool thing to do because it's, it's the best it's, i like well like someone asked in another group it's like has anyone got any seven states and someone goes yeah there's this guy called steven and it's like oh people know me <laughs> you are the sevens guy there's, i think there's there's two like key sevens players you are one of them and of course the other one is george christodulo over yes, in Oz. He's, he's a great like help honestly he was like one of the first people who was like these are this is my data from like five tournaments yeah um the sydney sydney bowl series is just it's just the dream it really is i might have to make a stop when i uh, go see my brother in like a couple years <laughs> oh yeah yeah mrs george i'm sure he can sort some out sort some blood bowl out with you i yeah. think i think australia is a bit far for me plus also spiders um oh yeah of course yeah not like I figured out my limit is 50 mil. Like, if they can fit on a 50 mil base, I'm okay. 100 mil base, like the, what we had the other week, is 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 a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that after the episode. You you said 100 mil, and I was like, that's big. And then I got my base out, and I was like, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, not even in full combat, like in combat pose. Like yeah. it was just ready to go. I was like, "This is this is." It was horrific. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. That doesn't right. really matter. <laughs> so, um, you've sent across the data. It's awesome. I've I've basically plugged it into the the monthly meta um, format so that we can get it up on screen. Cool. But before we before we properly move into it, uh, just how much data have you managed to compile? Like how many games? So I'll go back to my input thing on my computer. Hmm. Uh, so from the NAF, this is accurate as of tw uh, the 22nd. Uh, I have about 2,070 NAF 2020 games. And I have, oh, that's hard maths, uh, probably about 3,200 <laughs> league and friendlies. Because I've just put, I put them in the same input. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's all games. And the thing is with sevens is whether you're playing a tournament format or a league format, the build is it's not yeah. massively different is it so actually no. and most leagues most league teams this is something i do think about like at regular 11s most league games they're 1100 tv 1200 tv at most before people are like oh i was a cool 10 games on to the next team like yeah. so i think i'm hoping that at some point tour play or uh, when break tackle goes live they'll be able be able to see some data from that yeah tackles. that's a good point actually mm. i hadn't thought of that it would be cool to see that um but uh and i guess before we move on any further i just want to say a big um thank you to to, to mike davies who san yes who um puts all the naf data into the tableau i can't find how to get access to the naf data i really i keep saying i need to message him and drop him a message but um oh do you mean like the raw mm. games stuff like that i know how to get to the one for each tournament ah is that so how you I yeah, that's how I used to do it before all the tableau started getting updated for 2020. I'd have to get those and take the games out. Yeah, when we did Tournament Tuesday, that was how I used to do it as well. I used to yeah. go through the lists and okay. I'd plug it in and everything. And then I was like, this is Blood Bowl got really popular again when the world reopened. And I was like, this is unsustainable. Um, <laughs> but 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 good fun. Okie dokie. So um, uh, loads of games, which is awesome. And I know that you're going to keep collating it um yeah. and you know one of the really good things about the naf is that your tournaments are all logged and collated and there is a, a way to get some of the data which is 
you know great for people like us who love like the meta and, and stuff like that so what we're going to do now is we're going to look at sevens teams by win percentage and um as we go along we're going to refer to the tiers as the standard blood bowl tiers but you're going to flag up right when you think something yep. needs a shift yeah when there's a change okay or when, when the data says there's a change and we'll have a chat about it even better right let's cut to the other screen there we go okay so we are going to start with uh i need to move my mouse i need to move my screen here we go right so we're going to start with the the bottom teams and this this makes me really 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 sad so um we'll bring up the first team so in 29th spot it is goblins now on the far left hand side next to the number 29 there will be a uh, an arrow up or arrow down depending on the difference to their ranking in 11s sadly and this is from my data that i robbed in august i think haven't updated with the most recent one that'll be coming next week goblins don't have a differentiator because they are last place in 11s and they're even worse in sevens 32.2 percent yeah i was thinking about this today i think i think it's just that you can't fit as many secret weapons in as you want yeah that's the main problem with them you got the cash you just cut the positionals i think um i think this it hurts some teams differently um yeah. it, in fact there's a couple more teams we should probably move on to now but 311 games as far as the games played go i think that's 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 pretty reasonable amount isn't it for that's for, pretty good for the sevens yeah. data uh let's see the highest i oh actually, i can just sort mine can't i uh largest smallest so the highest is skaven at 584 and the lowest is owa at 138 <laughs> hence why you asked us to get a couple of uh owa <laughs> games on the yeah. seven stream no no triplo was all over that he was like yes i've got this my calling um yeah okay so if the top here is 500 then actually 311 is plenty of gameplay for goblins but i mean i guess you can't take bomber you can't play star star players in seven so i guess they're still just struggling at the bottom we'll tick a few up now because i think they sit in the same part halflings at 28 and ogres at 27 38 for halflings ogres at 39.8 percent um both a few spots down from 11s um i mean ogres are really quite potent in sevens and halflings did really well in the first seven super series so it's interesting to see um, yeah i think just i guess halflings are halflings no matter how many rerolls you get <laughs> um i wonder how ogres do in league though i can yeah. imagine low cost linemen in oh. a league where you can get inducements would help oh yeah because you're going to be maxing out the noblars most of the time aren't you so eight noblars that's what 120k that's and you can probably essentially roster a, uh, a, a desperate measure so you're gonna be pounded like three desperate measures a game maybe even yeah. an extra reroll which is just awesome because wizards um mm. so those the, the stunty teams seem to suffer in sevens it makes sense because like you already mentioned there's a restriction on positionals they can't get everything they want to get um and then we got uh necromantic which i was super surprised to see down 11 yeah. spots compared to uh to 11s at 26th yeah, this is the one that gets everyone. Like, I almost want to flag it as a tier change because everyone says, oh, they should be tier one. They've got werewolves. I think the problem with them, well, with this stat, is that they got played a lot when they first came out. Um, so people didn't know how to use rates and were so used to using whites. Ah, yes. And I think they're slowly, like, for a long time, their win percentage was less than goblins, and uh, sorry, halflings and ogres. They've That's only just crept out. Yeah. 
that people is people are now getting used to them but yeah Oh, that, that's really interesting. Yeah, Necro, I've always rated really, really well in sevens. But yeah, you've got to be careful with the whites. No, the, with the wraiths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. whites. <laughs> Back in the day. Okay, next up, we've got number 25, which is Vampires. Uh, only a couple of slots down from where they are in 11s. A percentage ahead of Necro. I mean, Vampires are a very interesting team in Blood Bowl. Yeah. But... I think they're still really unexplored as far as how to use them properly and everything. Yeah, I tried a couple of games and I struggled. They were really good when they went when they were going. They were really good, but constantly having to remember to get people with them is a bit hard. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's a great way to describe ogres, halflings, goblins, and the next team as well. Snotlings at twenty-four is when they get going they're phenomenal if you roll well with them and they're all good to go they're great snarlings there five spots down from 11s at 24 so all the stunty teams at the bottom i really i love snarlings in 11s but in sevens just being only able to take four positionals is brutal um yeah um these guys have actually only really dropped back down into tier three they were really they, uh, yeah they were tier two for a long time they were high 40 percent for a long time is that the swarming the change? change it's the swarming change ah. and it's death zone death zone took away riotous rookies yeah so you course. can kill them they're constantly being replaced yeah and with the old swarming so, well the old yes. swarming rules probably didn't make any difference really um they will do for underworld but uh yeah riotous rookies just being able to have an extra yeah 15 guys on your roster unlimited extra snotlings you're setting up with nine ten players a time now ooh, you can do it but only for the first half before you get melted yeah hmm, interesting yeah. so i would say a point here if you're running a sevens tournament and you allow writers rookies you might want to boost the tier of snot links because they'll do really good <laughs> uh, i like that for ogres as well actually because uh, it kind of fleshes out the roster yeah. where you can't quite afford it okay so those are our bottom teams we've got three more that i'm a little bit surprised at we've got undead at 23 tomb kings at 22 and at 21 we've got ogres so undead uh, down 12 spots tomb kings down 18 spots and orcs down eight undead tomb kings low agility expensive rerolls they can be great but that that makes a lot of sense to me um yeah yeah. Obviously, Undead was unsurprisingly a tier change now, down to two um, from one. I, I, like you say, I think for them, it's the mummies are so slow. So while they are very good, they're just they're never getting involved. And then they, they suffer the problem with their ghouls getting killed off. Yeah, yeah. If, if, uh, if the Undead team is taking the mummy build, then they are going to have a max, basically, of two Edge 3 plus players. And Edge 4 plus is all right, but yeah. only if you've got some kind of rerolls in there vanilla edge four plus is asking for trouble you've got tomb kings now tomb King, now 45 percent win rate this is where we kind of start getting to that that like what, what is it what's the term for earth is in like the golden zone or something oh uh the goldilocks zone. yeah goldilocks zone actually i think it's 45 to 55 percent i think gives a nice nice pack so tk now interestingly enough only a less than 200 games for undead and 150 for, for tomb kings um yeah i mean Tomb Kings and Sevens is a challenge, and also it's hard to get hold of a team at the moment, right? Yeah. Um, well, the last Sevens tournament I ran, my friend ran Tomb Kings. Um, uh, he took he took two Throw Rars, two Blitz Rars, and took no Tomb Guardians. Um, 
I don't think he did great, so I would suggest taking some Tomb Guardians. That's what. That's um, the point of difference for the team. At that point, you're just playing a worse undead team, really. Yeah, he saved it for inducements. Oh, took, exciting. He, yeah, he saved all of his money for inducements, basically. Um, he did all right. He did a great jump over a play it down to player play. It was great. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think the strength of the help. I don't know why orcs are so low. Loads of people ask, and I don't really have an answer. Well, I got a, I got a theory with orcs, and we see this in 11s as well. The volume of games, so on the bottom you know part of it necro 370 and orcs 328 orcs are or in the top five most played teams in blood bowl because they're kind of ubiquitous there are lots of people out there that have or can get hold of for cheap the 2016 box set like orcs are kind of just like an omnipresent team and they they're a good mid-range team but they're also hurt by the positional limit you yeah. know a good orcs 11 team's got four block four big uns four blitzers right in sevens you, you pick your yeah. weapons and we see the thrower a bit more so it's an interesting one so that's yeah. that's 21 through 21 so what what percentage would you be calling tier 2 into tier 3 what would the barrier be so before I used to have it that it was because the tier 3 team stayed at the bottom I just said up to um, basically up to 50% was tier 2 hmm. when I did the posts on um facebook I, and i said any team that was below the tier three bracket so that used to be nurgle necromantic and undead were the and vampires were the four teams that lingered in tier three i used to call them tier 2.5 yeah um obviously it's hard to get that skill package in sevens but as a sort of a differentiator yeah um so i and that's what i was going to ask sort of discuss with you do you think 50 over 50 percent specifically because we'll see why later um do you think that's an okay reasonable way of saying tier one in 2020 because you win more games than you lose i think that's a pretty decent delimit uh, delim uh, delimiter delimiter yeah point of difference i think is is probably not a bad place to be um i think historically it was like 55 percent is tier one 45 percent was tier two and less than that was tier three but the great thing about yeah. Blood Bowl is that there's a hundred way different ways of doing it. Um, and I saw a Blood Bowl tournament the other day that had like six different tiers, and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. You got Black Orcs in tier one, like who who hurt you? Um, it was very, <laughs> it was it was very strange. Okay, cool. So these guys are definitely sitting in tier two. Undead, they're definitely getting a, a demotion down to tier yeah. two. And let's bounce up and have a look at eleven through twenty. Um, you've just mentioned them. It's our boys Nurgle, who are overperforming six spots yep. compared to 11s. 47.5 win rate, which is awesome, and 157 games. This is great to see because Nurgle, have, they're kind of quietly subpar in 11s for most of the time, unless they're running Hackflame or just trying to prove a point, like is <laughs> what Nurgle coaches yeah. tend to do. <laughs> uh, Nurgle's the new Tomb King uh, when it comes to that. Um, all right, so we covered Nurgle. I feel like they've had a bit of... You, you kind of said that they were down below the Stunties. Sounds like they've made yeah. a bit of a decent increase. Yeah, yeah. Some people sent in a couple of leagues of sort of saying, no, Nurgle's at the top of our league. They're doing fine. Um, I think you had a tournament. It Wasn't it Beachhead where yeah. you had Nurgle absolutely smash it out of the park? Yeah, we, we had a couple of coaches there just determined to prove a point about nurgle and they did a superb yeah. job so nurgle up on the rise chaos as well coming in at 19 
um, outperforming where they are in, in regular. A bang on the same as Nurgle, which is interesting because Chaos have got better agility across the board. Um, so, impressed to see that. Um, I think that is people sneaking trolls into Chaos teams because they can. And then realizing, because I've done this, I played a couple of games with Chaos with a troll. It doesn't work. <laughs> Your the babysitting is not easy with you when you have gores and warriors. Uh, I, I get the I get the ogre right. Bonehead is really good, but mm -hmm. come on, if you are running a Chaos team and you're taking a big guy and you're not taking a Minotaur, come on, it's the, it's the way to go. <laughs> it's the best way to do it. Um, all right, this next team, super point of contention. It's the question everyone asks. Dwarves, how do they do in sevens? Well, they're 13 points lower than they are at 11s. Kind of bang in the middle at 18. 47.6, same as Chaos. But a ton of people trying it out. 379. Huge for Dwarves. Yeah, I, th I think these are a lot of people who like Dwarves, but like their friends. So they play them in sevens. Um, this is my next point of a tier change. Like These are non-dead. Um, sort of being knocked down to tier 2 uh, they, they are good I've heard a lot of people say if you can position correctly they're still yeah. just as formidable but it's I mean tiers are also supposed to show how easy a team is to play so I guess they're not that easy anymore yeah it makes a lot of sense Dwarves dropping to tier 2 in 7s because they don't have the speed um, I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense okay next up we've got uh, the two new starter box teams 16 Black Orc up 11 spots and 17 imperial nobility up five spots black orcs tons of game 434 games huge yeah. great to see these two teams and again kind of in the middle of the pack they're just a little under 48 percent black orcs 47.9 percent for nobility um i mean how much of that do you think is influenced by the uh commonality of the team because i mean that's a load of games between them uh, yeah, it's absolutely that. Like, when I go through, so part of my data gathering now is to, um, through Instagram and Bloodball7 hashtag. So many of them, Blackhawks and um, Necromantic, like, so many of them, they just want to play them probably because they just got into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know why people don't play Nobility as much as Blackhawks when they usually come together. Oh, just Blackhawks, uh, the game plan is, is simpler. I think um plus yeah. strength four strength four is just so useful in sevens even though we're seeing a lot of the strength four teams orcs kemri chaos nurgle black orcs in the middle of the pack uh, just shows that actually the balance there between strength and agility it sits them about right and talking of strength four yeah. our boys corn here at 15 up six spots 48.5 percent I am absolutely loving corn in sevens. Um, we filmed at least one game on our stream and seven super series. We've got the golden skulls coming through and strength four frenzy in sevens is so much fun. Is this all new corn or does it include old corn as well? So uh, if you saw the last post on Facebook that did include old corn, but the data I sent you doesn't. I Ooh, have removed it. Okay. But the old corn was basically 50%. They had as many, pretty much. They had six more losses than wins. So it hasn't changed them that much. Um, so this is, yeah. Um, they have bounced around up into tier one and come back down. Okay. Um, I think they are 
very strong in sevens. Yeah. Um, I really want to see them played in sevens. I'm trying to convince my friend to play his at the next tournament because <laughs> I just want to see them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, when we did our our predictions for South Coast, I think a couple of us were talking about corn, expecting corn to be either popular or do well yeah, in sevens. Yeah. So great to see them. Great to see them represented. At, as is Chaos Renegades, bang on the money at fifty percent. So, yeah, this is why so was, good. Yeah, this is why I had to get the definition right of over fifty percent. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's no way that they're tier one, but I mean, the fact that they're performing better than all these teams is just awesome. Well, you say that when I started this for the first three to four months, they were like seventy percent win rate. It just kept winning games and That's... i think it was one coach in america who was just doing work <laughs> with renegades <laughs> i love i love renegades and sevens and i think it's because yeah you only have four positionals but you only need the elf the well sorry elf or throw if you're feeling spicy mm. the goblin and two big guys they're not hurt that much but yeah, just having that's, variations that's of fair. we had a great chat uh, on the stream actually someone was like actually i like running the orc in there um to be the 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 meat that i just farm off as a as a zombie but the dark elf I've... goblin and two big guys that's the dream right yeah yeah i mean i did that with my orc in the, the bb3 beta i did the exact mm. same thing use him as the bait for the rat ogre yeah oh gosh yeah right we got a drop here which is i think gonna shock well, I say shock everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen the win percentage. So Elven Union down four spots to 13, but a 52.1% win rate. Elves yep. are always rated really well in sevens. And while you think 13, they're not top 10, but actually 52% win rate is is awesome for them. Yeah, they're top half. This is, again, another tier change, in my opinion. They They haven't dropped yeah. out of tier one. Um, even throughout my definition changes um, because they've just constantly done really well. I played them at the last tournament very badly, but um, <laughs> that doesn't mean they're bad. <laughs> it just means I need to learn to play elves. Um, and this is the great thing about sevens is the different rosters will absolutely affect yeah. how they perform. Um, so Elven Union, so there's a lot, there was a lot of comments in, in, our, in our Elven Union video about catchers versus blitzers. I like the, using the blitzers. I think that block and the armor gives them a bit more consistency. Whereas everyone's yeah, so. like, dude, catchers with movement eight are just, are just you know, god tier. Well, you know what? I don't think it matters which one you're going with. 264 coaches with a 52.1% win rate. Right, let's round out our middle 10. We've got Lizards and then Dark Elves. So Lizards at 12, Dark Elves at 11 and pretty much a ton of games dark elves 53 percent 440 games and lizards 460 games at 52.6 percent those guys are just tier one and sevens that clearly translate right yeah they're almost opposites of each other they're both sort of mid-range teams but one with strength four and the other with edge four so it shows that they are so similar um, I, I'd like to do a personal shout out to Chameleon Skinks, who in my first game in the last <laughs> tournament intercepted my elf pass. So that has really helped them, I think. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I um, I literally was downstairs a minute ago painting a Chameleon Skink. So that's cool. Nice. I printed off the Brute Fun team. Um, I love the. I've absolutely loved the Brute Fun team. Okay, so when it gets to this kind of like lizards and dark elves, not really any surprise then. No, maybe a bit of a speed. Yeah, maybe that they're not in the top ten, but let's have a look 
Alamooch at the top 10. Down four spots, but still in the top 10 is Chaos Dwarf. 53.8%, only 184 games played. Chorfs are great. There's no edge four, but you've got some fast strength four. You've got some block on there. You've got some reasonable linemen who are cheap enough. 184 games is quite few. I mean, that's got to be down to the fact that it, well, up until about, what, four months ago, it was very difficult to find a nice Chorf team. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think actually, yeah, that is just it. Because um, they've been doing solidly ever since we started doing the stats. Uh, and I think it's just they have that speed edge over their uh, Dwarven cousins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see. There's a ton of spots in between them, but they've just got that that access to agility. The next one makes me ever so happy. Slan in there even better in sevens than they are in elevens uh 54 win rate and four more players than chaos dwarfs <laughs> yes um these were repped at the tournament um he's the, we were both kind of shocked that they were tier one given the lack of reroll access um their rerolls uh, are cheap enough though 100k they're affordable for sevens i'd say but, yeah. Oh, but their positionals are expensive, aren't they? That's the problem. Mm. So, but I, whoever's winning those games out there, good job. Keep up. Keep it up. I, I think. I think both of these teams are probably inflated by some really good coaches who yeah. love them. Like they've got they've got proper teams. They love them. And when it comes to both of them, they've both got really strong upsides. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have put them in the top 10 myself. I would have put them in that kind of middle bracket of, you know, good, but not outrageous. And to be yeah. fair, they're, they're below that. They're in the Goldilocks zone, um, mm. although only just. Right, next up, we've got the Normies. We've got Humans at eight, and I'm going to go ahead Norse at seven. So Humans 12 points better um, in sevens than they are in 11s, which does not surprise me. Norse up five spots to seven from 12 at 11s. 54.6% for Norse, 54.5 for Humans, and 950 games between them. They, that's an absolute monster. I understand Humans, like we said with Orcs, they're ubiquitous in Blood Bowl. But in sevens, they've got a phenomenal passer. Could be one of the best passers in the game. And they've got they've got those blitzes. They've got access to a halfling. They've got access to ogre. It's such a flexible team. I'm not surprised to see them in the top ten. I think. No, me neither. Like I think the more mid range teams do better yeah. in sevens because because um, well we haven't got to them yet. But what else struggled for a long time. But with humans. Uh, yeah, there's just a ton of, and also they're so cheap. You can yeah. get a reroll, and if your whatever uh, tournament allows you to have leader or a team captain, that's two, and you're suddenly very reliable. Yeah, as you go against halflings, <laughs> <laughs> you get the consistency all over the shot. Norse, yeah. um, Norse are interesting. Um, I, I think I feel like they've taken a little bit of a hit with the drunkard rule, um, but I'm yeah. not sure if you've seen any movement over the last few months um all i've seen is just the amount of games played actually now i think about it they have been there's been more losses i've been recording than wins i think mm. um but yeah they've been super inflated i do have to point out actually the naf doesn't differentiate between the new norse or the old norse yeah no so this is a bit of a mix um i don't think it matters too much because most of it's the same and yeah. the drug kid, like you said in the 
podcast or one um is it milton about the drunkard not being important without the re-rolls anyway people not going for it yeah yeah actually that's a that was a good point i forgot he made that point because it was a good point i should have remembered that point that's good well done man that's 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 bang on the money um but i mean norse yeah they don't have a passing two plus piece they don't have an edge two plus piece they do have the pass catch valkyries now who are just three plus good at everything with dodge access and they've yeah. got the old foreigners who yeah. have got to be one of the best positionals in sevens yeah i mean you look at the teams that have strength four piece okay ignore vampires for this bit but norse chaos dwarf and um our lizards they're all their strength four pieces are like movement six or quasi movement six and higher yeah. Yeah, and I think that just makes them really strong. Yeah, you bang on the the, the Black Orcs and the Big Guns, movement four, movement five, Tomb Guardians, movement four, undead. Like it's juicy to have that amount of strength, but in sevens, it's quite easy to avoid it. Um, now, a good team for avoiding things is that Wood Elf team you aforementioned. Oh, yeah. uh, not bad. Bang on the same as Norse uh, at fifty four point six percent. Yeah, um, they've never dropped out of tier one but they barely stayed in it. Really? And it's so many games. There was one game on Instagram I saw where the poor guy had been reduced to one catcher at the start of the second half. And it just, they just get deleted. Yeah. Now. That that does absolutely happen with us, especially in sevens where if you, in sevens, you can afford two war dancers and nothing else. Or yeah. you give up one war dancer and take the throw and a catcher and then you that's it like you don't have a wall dancer uh, it's it, it can it can egg yeah they um they cascade quite great they can they can fall in on themselves but yeah not, nice to see them still doing all right two points better in sevens this next team may shock you and i love it is this real owa up 13 <laughs> spots yep 54.7 percent owa seriously so I, I had to think about this a lot because I knew this was going to be a big point. Um, there's two bits. First of all, you can basically play humans that are tier two. Yes. You do sacrifice your reroll, but your skill package will be better. And you don't have to take any dwarf pieces. The other point is, is if you take dwarf pieces, you get a lot of block. So that's not skill your skills you're using. And the, your dwarves have loner, which doesn't matter in sevens. So actually, they're not that bad. No. The only bad point is, is the tree is very slow, so you're kind of forced to take the ogre, which I'm, on a theme I'm... point, some people don't like. Uh, yeah, I know. But if you're not taking halflings, do you really need the tree? And if you're taking yeah, halflings, no. I mean, you, you've called it OWA in sevens because you don't have the reroll factor, you don't have loner factor. Um, they're kind of humans with a troll slayer, which yeah. having that yeah. that block and mighty blow is a really good trade-off and in sevens you know if you can turn that two die blitz into a four die blitz and they've got easy strength access so you tend to see a mighty blow troll slayer as like one of the first upgrades uh, to a troll slayer anywhere then actually they can pound some removal then you've got mighty blow troll slayer mighty blow ogre a brilliant thrower and a brilliant blitzer and and you've got like this little weird little a team um yeah i love it that's so yeah. cool yeah i was really i'm really really happy because like i've wanted owa for ages before they came out and then they get they did and i was disappointed but they're doing great work um so yeah obviously they are a tier change but obviously to point out they have the lowest games played so that can change yeah, yeah definitely they they're not massively popular and 
I, I, I say they're hard to build. I mean, they're quite easy to build as a team, but you still have to kind of go out of your way. And the thing is, with a pack, with a Renegades team, there's a lot of like interesting one-offs that you can like customize yeah. your team, like you properly trick it out. With an OWA team, it's kind of like, and then there are dwarves. And it, it just, it, it's hard to make it, I think, synergize. Um, yeah. But, but, but I mean, that's so cool. Really interesting to note that so far, three of the top 10 been sub 200 games so it could just be spiking hard um yeah. talking of spiking hard we've got spike 15 coming soon with these fellows the amazons um yes. this is where it gets a little bit egregious 55.4 percent 300 games which is a very good data set they're a little bit worse at sevens but i mean dodge everywhere four blitzers in the old edition we don't know what they're going to look like coming up soon but no. Amazon's number four makes a lot of sense. Yeah, another team that gets quoted as the best team in sevens. It could be the alternate to the best thrower in the game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, talking... but, uh, sorry, a lot of people. It. Sorry, mate. Um, just yeah, a lot of people like them. I think a lot of this is obviously NAF games. Yeah. Um, so skill yeah. packages will help. And um, yeah, definitely. I mean, tier one. The thing is with Amazon's is they don't need a lot. They're no. cheap enough to get a reroll, even at sevens, you know, even with the blitzers, basically, I think. Um, and, you know, you were, you've already got three or four blodgers on your roster straight away. So I'm hoping we'll see that shake up a little bit. Um, and uh, the Games Workshop do it. They shook up this next team, the Underworld, 57% uh, in sevens, uh, 280 games. Bang on the money. Underworld are just absolute monster of a team in sevens. I love yeah. it. Yeah, they're still good. A lot of people ask me why, and it's, they're just Skaven with cheap alignment. It's, you know... Bang on the money. Bang yeah. on the money. Uh, and if you do have skill access, then actually Underworld can allow you to have some some really filthy stuff. Um, yeah. A, a two-headed gutter runner with one skill up is just a phenomenal thing. High Elves, second oh, yeah. for 11s, second for 7s at 58.1%. <laughs> I feel like High Elves were, were number one for sevens for a while. They were. They were. Yeah, it was between... It was, if I remember correctly, uh, Pact, High Elves, Underworld, and Chaos Dwarfs early on mm. were fighting for it. Then High Elves came back, uh, probably when they had those other really big win percentages in 11s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're still really good. They just don't have the weakness of being removed like the... Um, what well, else? Or well, elves. You're bang on. I think we've talked about this one as well, but like when it comes to sevens you've got four positionals you can take four great positionals on the elven union team or you can take four great positionals with a little bit more armor on the high yeah. elf team and it's kind of like well they're just in that you know with the exception of nerves of steel they're basically the same team just with better armor um yeah. and you know again another so that's one two three four teams with less than 200 games spiking hard means there could be a lot of movement for this yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. Um, I know High Elves and Slan and Chaos Wars are technically close to being locked in, as um, Krista would put it, um, for their tier. But they, it can change. And the other thing with Sevens um, is that you get a lot of draws. So even the teams that have had their tiers uh, locked in for a while do end up changing, like Corn. So it's it can be hard to judge. 
but, of course, because your more more draws you get, your your win percentage does decrease. You know, uh, half rate, doesn't it? So yeah. it will kind of erode itself over time. Which brings us to the rightful champions, with of course five hundred and eighty four games and a sixty point nine percent win rate, is the master race, Skaven. <laughs> yes oh, yes <laughs> just so good man i mean best thrower in the game obviously <laughs> uh that's a monstrous amount of games so 500 nearly 600 games winning 60 percent of the time you know that's that's absolutely huge um yeah. so skaven underworld both not both in the top three uh i mean that might be a little bit too good potentially Possibly, like I've, I've seen them get deleted though. They're yeah. they're good and they win games, but you can you can beat them. They're not it's they're not invulnerable. No. Um, but the thing is, is it's a lot of Skaven coaches from before playing in seven snap tournaments <laughs> who just know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're just really hard to beat. <laughs> no, absolutely awesome. That's that's so 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 good. Before we kind of wrap up, I did want to just have a look at the top 10 most popular teams as well, because, well, it's just quite interesting. Although, I have managed to uh, make this wonky. Here we go. So, top 10. Seriously? Goblins? At 10? I mean, I'll check that on mine, but yeah, apparently. All right, fantastic. Goblins, Orcs, Necromantic, Dwarf, Norse. Okay, top five, Black Orcs. Dark Elves, Lizardmen, Human, and Skaven. All right, so Goblins. Uh, this is this is all like the 300, 400 game club. Orcs and Goblins, that's a lot of games. Could be deflating it. Necromantic, like you said, could be deflating it a bit. Dwarves, I think that's probably as good as they're going to get. I do like the idea of dropping them to tier two and sevens. It might make them a little bit more juicy to play. One more skill. Yeah. Um, and because that can go in a positional like that normally you give skills to a dwarf player or an Amazon player and they're going to go guard and if you yeah. ban the amount of guard they can take they'll go mighty blow instead um, but actually to be fair if you give them skills in sevens they're going to go mighty blow with the troll slayers yeah, yeah I like it uh, Norse super popular team Black Orc super popular team Dark Elves Lizards proper tier 1 teams Humans Ubiquitous uh this top 10 makes a lot of sense to me um yeah apart from the goblins but goblin players just i mean they'll just play goblins yeah. they don't really care what their percentage is and they'll play it in sevens because they can <laughs> yeah goblin players um love the dark knight movie i think yeah, yeah. they they identify uh and i think that's very 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 fair oh that's that's a brilliant piece of work um dude that's so Thank interesting you. to see um yeah <clears throat> So, kind of moving on from this, you would you would advise that if you're running a sevens tournament, um, to adjust the tiers in this way. Yeah, just I think if you want to keep it simple and slim, and like the most did the most popular ones, I would just drop elves down to tier two. Uh, sorry, down to tier one or yeah. up. I don't know how you want to say it. <laughs> I know it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, dwarves and undead going down to tier two. Um, yeah, down to tier two. And I think there was one more. Let's that bounce really over. Be. Uh, do, 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 do. All the way to the bottom. Undead. Uh, to tier oh. dwarf. 
Oh, it was Slan. Slan were the other one. <laughs> Slan were the ones that... So it was like a swap, so you keep the amount the same. Yeah, like relegation. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so Slan and Elves going up to Tier 1, and Dwarves and Undead going down to Tier 2. Um, Snotlings and Corn, your mileage may vary and packed. Like, I, I wouldn't, because I think that's some good coaches and some good builds. Um, yeah. But otherwise... Yeah, and you're right. And that's the beautiful thing about Blood Bowl, is if tournaments tend to be quite disparate in their rule set. So, and that's one of the best things about going to a tournament. You either take the team you love, take the team you need to paint, or look at the format and go, all right, I can game this, and then they're allowing stuff for my snotlings, they're going to make them even better. So I'm going to pound yeah. pound it in, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and the last one, sorry, is OWA. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Get them get them to tier tier s rank yeah um, no, <laughs> tier zero. I, yeah that's it and, and i'm gonna get your opinion on this one i didn't prep you for this but mm. do you think there should be like we've got the three tier system it works really well do you think there should be an s tier um for you know basically what that top four top five teams um so i used to in the facebook post it was tier one 1. 1.5 and one would be the S tier, which was 55% win percentage and above. Yeah. Um, that has gone down. It used to be quite a few teams. It used to be about 10, and it's now obviously down to four. Um, I think you could. Like, you just don't give them skill access, and they'll probably... All four of those teams would be fine without skill access, They really, really would, and that's it. But the problem is, as I was thinking about this, like, if you do that, all that's going to happen is people won't play them. That's what I thought. And I thought the same for OWA. If you take away, if you put them down to tier or up to tier one, yeah, people won't play them over humans, really, unless they really want to play dwarves and humans like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like live the dream. Um, yeah, I mean, at that point, you just kind of put Frenzy on a blitzer and run yeah, humans with a reroll. Yeah. So that's why I did say initially, I'll just do the two swap yeah. and keep the rest the same. Because even though the data says otherwise, like we can interpret from that. Hmm. Interesting. Dude, that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for talking us through that and for collecting it together. Um, if uh, if people want to check in with you, where's the best place to go to, to kind of to, to grab you? Um, Facebook Sevens Group is the best place to um, grab me. Either message me through there dump it on the posts i do i try to do it when the monthly meta comes out because that usually means the tableau has been updated <laughs> um it also means i'm not spamming spamming the group every month <laughs> um but otherwise if you're on the bonehead discord you can message me through that as well that's absolutely fine oh, fantastic um, no brilliant well stevie thank you very much for jumping on man i really appreciate it i really appreciate you sharing the data and oh, um, of course. I always hate talking sevens, so this was just terrible. Oh, no, I oh, know. <laughs> really had to drag me on for this. <laughs> yeah. No, that's brilliant, mate. Well, thank you very much for jumping on. And uh, guys, yes. thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more Bubble content. Happy blocking. Thanks so much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to support the channel even further, please like and subscribe. It really does help us out. Or come join us on YouTube members or in Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to some content, some loot, early access to basically everything we do, as well as regular competitions. 
or you can pick up some Bonehead Podcast loot either on our website at boneheadpodcast.com. We've got the Dungeon Bowl things, we've got tokens and stuff like that, or on our Spreadshirt site as well. Everything you do just helps us make more content and hopefully do it of better quality. Anyway, thank you very much for watching. Happy blocking.